You're listening to episode 75 of GameSpot After Dark. This week, Jean-Luc shares his early thoughts on Hitman 3. We discuss some of our favorite games we played over the holidays, and we dig into the fake Cyberpunk 2077 rumors. Hello and welcome to episode 75 of GameSpot After Dark. We're 25 away from 100. Can you believe that? Mm. This is also the second year or the third year. We started this in 2019. We did this throughout 2020 and now it's 2021. So GameSpot After Dark now spans three years, not three years entirely, but we have <laughs> been a thing for three different years. But anyway, joining me today is Tamar Hussein. Hello, everyone. Jean-Luc Seipke. Howdy. And Jordan Ramey. Glad to be here. Thank you all for joining me. Today is a little weird. Uh, normally we record this show on Wednesday, but yesterday shit kind of went crazy in the United States. A lot of people are scared. There was a lot of, frankly, frightening stuff that happened. Uh, now, I, I've been thinking a lot about how to talk about this on the podcast, even if we should talk about this on the podcast, because I do realize that you know a lot of people tune in to GameSpot After Dark, check out GameSpot stuff in order to get their mind off a lot of this stuff that happens and fear not we will be talking a lot about games today but i just wanted to bring that up and just remind people help out those in need be an ally to those who need it stay safe i mean there's still a pandemic going on numbers are are the worst they've ever been mm -hmm. in the united states especially there's a lot of scary stuff going on um and we want to we want to make sure we're at least a part of that conversation in mm. some way. Uh, and we want to support those who need it. And lift, lift, lift each other up. It's time when, and for various reasons, people need to support each other. Um, you probably have friends and family around you that are hurting for one reason or another. Take that anger. See if you can try and convert it into something productive. See if you can nourish others with it. Um, let people lean on you and lean on others right now. Exactly. Very well said, you two. <laughs> <laughs> and and now's probably a good time to talk to family members about what's going on, those you may not see eye to eye with, because, uh, I mean, what happened yesterday was, was a disgrace. And there's been a lot of things that have happened recently in, in the last year that have been a blight on this country that have been a disgrace. But, I mean, it, it kind of hit a... I don't want to say it hit a breaking point because there's so much terrible shit that happened last year, but now's the time. I mean, we, things need to change, and I think people are aware of that. Um, so mm. do your part, but like I said, also stay safe because there's still a pandemic going on. Mm -hmm. But anyway, with that out of the way, I do want to go over some plans for 2021 for the podcast. I think a big thing we're going to try to do is get more guests on this show. It's something we did a lot when we started. Uh, but we're kind of going back to that, but we're doing it with a different frame of mind. So the idea right now is to alternate uh, guests from outside of GameSpot every other week. So we should be seeing a lot of new and fresh faces on this show. The other thing I want to try to do is I want to try to get some smaller creators on the show, people you may have not heard of, uh, in order to get different opinions, different perspectives, and maybe hopefully introduce you to other great podcasts, great content, whatever it might be, because there's a lot of great stuff out there that we want to share. Um, but don't worry, the 
core cast of people, the people you see here, the people like Callie, Lucy, and whatnot, are still going to be regulars on this show. Um, but things will shift when we get other guests on. And I think I can say next week, uh, Gav Murphy from RKG will be joining us, uh, which is exciting. I know I just said we want to get smaller creators on, but he's <laughs> someone who we've been trying to get for a very long time. He sent me a message and he's like, I'm up for this. And I said, oh, Jake's going to reach out. And he goes, yeah, I spoke to him. I got a question though. Do I need to wear clothes? And I was like, no, you can do it naked. You can do it naked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, people can wear whatever they want on the show because we don't do video. I mean, we have video so we can talk to each other, but you know. G Gav's a little filth monger. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I think that covers the big topics of the podcast that I, I want to talk about uh, today. But with that said, we kind of left off last week talking about what games we plan on playing over the break. So why don't we get into that? Uh, Tamor, do you want to start? What did you get into over the break? What did you play? Anything stand out? So I played like a... I spent a lot of time not doing anything and and like kind of just disconnecting a bit, which was nice. Um, and then I kind of packed everything or tried to pack as much as I could into like two days before we came back. And I watched all of Mandalorian, which is great. Um, Did that in a day too. <laughs> yeah. I watched, main thing I watched that really stuck with me is a Apple Plus series called Ted Lasso, um, which is Jason Sudeikis. Um, and it's fantastic. It's uh, 20 minutes to 30 minutes per episode. Um, got former people, uh, one person specifically that worked on Scrubs, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, and it is about a guy who, an American football college uh, coach who has success by taking a relatively unknown college team and giving some some giving them some degree of success, who for some reason is brought in to manage and coach a Premier League football team in the UK. Um, and obviously it's a ridiculous thing to do. And that kind of forms the, the basic, uh, narrative of the show. And effectively it's all about American optimism clashing with British cynicism to create this feel good, funny, heartwarming 10 episode series about a man trying to understand British culture and in the process kind of breaking through to a bunch of down on the, down in the dumps um men and a few other people as well who who are trying to find their self-worth and it's a really stunning achievement like it's such a good show i went into there i don't care about football american or british and it was fantastic i loved every second of it and like you'll laugh you'll cry you'll go through all the emotions it's 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 i can't recommend it high highly enough it's on apple plus you can sign up to apple plus with a seven day trial it'll take you at most one or two days to watch through it all 10 episodes 30 minutes um and then you can cancel apple plus uh <laughs> i I, ref I fully recommend you do that because that's exactly <laughs> what i did um and i don't regret it one bit that's um, definitely the bar barrier to entry for me. I saw a bunch of people raving about this show, and I was like, huh, I wonder what it's on. And I saw it was on Apple Plus, and I was like, I just did this for The Mandalorian with Disney Plus. I don't think mm. I can do two in one break, but I do really want to see it. It sounds it, yeah. great. I, I You can sign up to Apple Plus on your phone. Like, um, on, If you've got an iPhone, it took me like 
10 seconds to sign up for it. I was just like, yep, add me to this. And then I went to my subscription. I was like, cancel subscription. Took two seconds to do that. And then I watched Damn. the entire show and then I was done. The um, benefits of Apple having all of our data at their fingertips. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but in terms of playing, I started. I carried on playing Yakuza um, like a dragon a bunch. Um, I, I'm still enjoying that a lot. I played The Last Campfire, which is a Hello Games title, um, little indie game that they made. I played it based on, well, I had it on my uh, PS4 and PS5, um, but Lucy was tweeting about it and how nice it was. And I was like, you know what? I want something small to play. And it's very nice. It's got that it's classically indie game charm um you're just walking around this island um a series of areas and solving simple puzzles that become quite complicated just very easy to play kind of somber mood very like you know indie game from maybe five years ago ten years ago um where it was like we're trying to play with your emotions and have these cutesy weird formless characters that was great um yeah and and Lucy again, and a bunch of other people, um, Simon Cardi, IGN, and Stu Taylor, uh, who works in games PR in the UK, suddenly got on Peggle, and I love Peggle, and I was like, I, I'm sure I have that installed, so I fired up Peggle and started playing Peggle a bit, just to kind of um, occupy my mind, and it's been good, I've been listening to podcasts and playing Peggle, and finally, uh, I started Hollow Knight again. I'm trying to give it an honest try because Jordan loves it so much and I want to also love it as well and give it a shot. Um, only about an hour in. Um, I'm told I need to get the compass because the thing that I've got a map and it's annoying me and uh, <laughs> I need to wait to get the compass. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to keep at it and I'm having a good time with it. I'm so proud of you. I thought you were going to skip out on your commitment <laughs> no, to play no, Hollow you know, Knight over the break. <laughs> you know I don't do that. When I say I'm going to play something, I'm going to give it an honest try. Um, what do you say? I'm playing on Switch. I'm playing on Switch. Um, that, that's I how I got it initially. I, well, I got it on PC when it was in early access, or when it first came out early access, and then I started playing on Switch. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if that's the best version or whatever, but it seems to function fine, and it's. Um, I, I don't think it's on Game Pass. It might be on Game Pass. I didn't really know. Yeah, it is. All right. It was Maybe also try on, on PlayStation Plus last month, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I claimed it. <laughs> so I think I've got. I have that game on I, everything, and haven't finished it on anything. I could have <laughs> sworn I claimed it, but when I went to search for it in my PlayStation library, it was like, "Hey, do you want to buy this Ultimate Edition version?" I was like, "No, okay, I guess I'll just buy on Switch." Well, speaking of Hollow Knight, why don't we move on to Jordan because you have been playing Hollow Knight. Again, I take it. Over yeah, I, I'm I'm playing it uh, again. I wanted to try to go for the hard ending in the game, not the super hard straps you down, bends you over ending. I'm not good enough for that. Um, but I've I've never gotten the just regular hard ending before, and I'm like, I've been playing this game for like. 40, 50 hours now at this point. <laughs> They're going to say 40 years. pretty much all the bosses several <laughs> times. I can totally do this. D didn't work out for me. <laughs> I I basically played Hollow Knight where I got to the secret final boss, and I'm like, all right, every three or four attempts that I have, I should take a break and like play Cyberpunk or something like that instead. So basically, over the break, I played like 20 hours of cyberpunk is what I'm trying to get at. I, uh, the secret boss of that game is 
I, very hard. I, I haven't made it that far in my attempts, but I was watching my friend play a while back and he was at this like arena area and it looked so freaking hard. The Coliseum like, of Fools? Yeah. That's the one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was getting so mad, too. I think he was streaming it. It was entertaining to watch him get mad, but I was like, <laughs> wow, uh, if I'm going to... Ha- do, do you have to do that to beat the game, or is that like a side area secret? It's an optional area that originally you had to do if you wanted to get 100% in the game. Since now in Hollow Knight, you can get 112% completion. Some people do the Coliseum of Fools as a way to boost themselves to a hundred percent like they'll do some of the extra percentages to get to a hundred interesting that kind of like shakes up the hundred percent run doesn't it (laughs) yeah the it i i think a lot of people do when they're going for the achievement Mm -hmm. to like 100 percent the game and like on steel soul mode which is when you die you basically have to start the game completely over from the very beginning so you basically have one life and since some of the things are just really stupidly hard to get it's like oh just go to the coliseum and beat like the first wave or second wave and get the first few items and just don't do the final wave that's really really hard and requires you to have hand-eye coordination that i just don't have in- <laughs> anymore uh how about i can fell i can fell is a game that i started playing near the end of 2020 and i just never got around to finishing it before we started talking about like best switch games best xbox games and i'm really angry at myself for not doing that because it's so good it's it's like this wholesome game about how you're essentially the sibling to the chosen one and the chosen one just screws everything up at their magic school like when they're really smart charismatic they have good research skills and they still manage to screw everything up and so you're coming in after that and seeing the aftermath of this huge disaster and trying to put the pieces together with some of the chosen one's friends who aren't as good as she is, but each have their own perks and specialities. And so it's this really wholesome, queer as hell, like turn-based RPG with, honestly, I think some of the best music in any video game I've ever heard. It has the composers from Steven Universe um, do the music for it. So it's just like banger after banger for all the different battle themes, the boss themes, just the music that's playing as you're exploring the world. They'll like hit you with surprises where like for the first five hours, you're just getting these solid like tracks of music and you're like, oh, this is good. This is really good. And then you'll finally face uh, your rival and it's like partway like through the beginning of the boss track starting up. Someone starts like singing and you realize it's the boss singing at you and it's really good and you're like, wow, the vocals for this just came out of nowhere and I'm having like a really good time and I almost don't want to beat this boss so that I'll die and have to restart <laughs> it again to hear the music one more time. And it's it's just so good and I love it so much and I hope that everyone decides to go out and play it. It's If you like turn-based RPGs, I cannot recommend it enough. It's 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 just so good. <laughs> I feel like that was directed at me. Yeah, <laughs> you have wholeheartedly convinced me. I am. I was like, I have never heard of this, and I like 
quickly Googled what it looks like, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm down. I'm buying this later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Absolutely. I showed one of the soundtracks to Matt uh, Espinelli, and like he got halfway through the song, he's like, all right, don't tell me anything else about this game. I'm I'm buying it and playing <laughs> it immediately. That's that's how you get Matt Espinelli on oh, board. Yeah. <laughs> if the music's good, he's in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm actually, I would say, in a similar boat as you, but with Risk of Rain, too, because mm. I am mad at myself that I did not play that before uh, we did all of our Game of the Year deliberations, because that would have been pretty high on my list. Uh, I played a ton of Risk of Rain, too, over the break. I think 30 hours uh, among a bunch of other games that definitely dominated my free time. Uh, it is great. It is so good. I cannot recommend it enough. It is it is an excellent co-op game. It's an excellent uh, roguelite. Um, it, it it doesn't do, I would say it doesn't do things as quite as interesting as something like Hades does uh, because there isn't like a story that, there, there's a loose story, but there's no like, there's not the same benefit to dying. But like the way you can stack abilities in this game is so much fun because unlike a lot of games, uh, when you pick up items, they're basically have a perk attached to them. But the catch is, is that you can pick up as many items as you want. So by the end, you have a character with like, if you make it to the end, you have a character with like 40, like, like 20 different perks. All of them are leveled up because every time you get a duplicate, it just makes it more powerful. Uh, and then when you combine like the whole multiplayer aspect and the different characters you can play as, mm -hmm. it just makes for an incredibly addicting uh, cooperative roguelite that just, th th there's just so many possibilities in the ways you can play. Like I play one character called, I forget his name. He's like engineer. He throws down turrets. He's basically, he's, he's your turret guy. Uh, but, but you can get... Uh, there's items that drop that normally I looked at and I was like, oh, this is useless. Like one is like, if you hold still for two seconds, you release a burst of healing. And I was like, that doesn't seem useful because all the characters in this game, you want to move. Like if you're, if you hold still, you're going to die, but it also counts for his turrets. So I found out that if I kept stacking these mushrooms, uh, I could basically throw down my turrets and those would count as me holding still. So I basically set up two uh, portable healing stations mm. for all my teammates uh so whenever we'd like get to the teleporter which is basically like the final wave of enemies rush you you fight a boss and you have to hold your position uh i'd set up those teleporters and i just i'd set up those uh turrets level them up a bunch and people would just heal up so fast mm. i i, I, I it, it is it, it is so good uh i i don't think it would be quite as good in single player i know there's a lot of achievements to unlock and i know people who've had fun playing it by themselves but this game really shines in co-op. I, mm. I can't recommend it enough, honestly. Was um, it like two-player co-op, or can you do it with more? You can people? do four players. Yeah. Oh, four players. Uh, and, and there's there's also a bunch of uh, like modifiers you can get in the game. So like normally, uh, normally these perks drop randomly. However, there's there's a modifier that you can unlock that lets you pick what perk you want to get. And that completely changes how you play through the game, right? Because then you can play on harder difficulties, then you can have more focus builds and and, and so on. But uh, to answer your question tomorrow, I've been playing on PC. I also got it on Switch because uh, it was like 50% off. Playing this with a controller might be a bit difficult. It's probably a lot better than playing on a Switch Lite, which is what I was playing on a little bit. And immediately I was like, uh, I don't mm. know if I can do this. I've mostly been playing on PC uh, because... And not that you need super precise aiming, but it just 
it just feels better. Like there's certain characters that have attacks that home on enemies. So you don't really need to aim at all. And there are melee characters and whatnot. Uh, but that that has dominated my time. Apart from that, I got one ending in near Automata. Uh, I got the first ending, and I started the second one as... Uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I started the second one, died during the prologue, and it set me back to the beginning. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take a break. <laughs> uh, you you got to get further into that that second uh, playthrough for it to like really like diverge. It, it does... Yeah. Like, like to, to be fair, it... it it feels very similar at first and you're like, Oh, is this literally going to just be the same thing? But like, there is a moment where it diverges pretty hard and you go like, Oh, okay. That's what you're doing. So that's uh, good to hear. Cause it's not that I wasn't impressed at what I had played. There were some things that I thought were really cool, particularly uh, like the whole chipset system. mm -hmm, Yeah. Uh, I really like that. You can just uninstall your HUD essentially and be like, no, I don't need that. I'd rather have, something that increases my attacker and auto heal that stuff was really cool uh but like the story didn't i wasn't super wild about it was it it went some really interesting places but i didn't (laughs) care much for the dialogue or the writing i thought it was so ham-fisted and like wow you've just angered i think a lot of people (laughs) i know i know but but i will say i'm going to continue playing it i want to see these other endings because they're are some threads in there that I'm super interested in. And I like where some of it is going, like in particular, the whole copy city, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. I won't describe what it is mm-hmm. once again, cause it's spoilers, but I thought that stuff was really cool. But like, even like the character you fight at the end of that first ending is like super mad about what you did. And it's like, no shit, you started like you were, <laughs> like what do you expect like this is this is a video game this is what i'm gonna do and like you can't be that i don't know i'm excited to play more but as of now it hasn't warped my perspective on the possibilities i feel like to jake's credit like i look back on that game and i'm like oh that first playthrough ain't shit like like everything that happens in that first playthrough is like okay what that's good it's like whatever that was like that's yeah. that's that's inconsequential nonsense well it's not nonsense but it's, it's good it's good world building setup but like the meat of what happens is like not in that first playthrough at all yeah. which is yes. admittedly a very hard ask because you can the, spend like 40 hours in that first playthrough jake I, i'm exactly i'm with you like i i i got a lot of shit for not liking near automata um like and i got to a place where i thought it, i respected it and i haven't played through it a bunch more times but i also my experience of that game is it's really interesting and you put a lot of time into it and it gives a lot back but the format of it made me feel a bit bitter about having to play a very plain and non not interesting first time through and then having to commit more time to it so like this there was something really frustrating about seeing credits on a game and then being told that wasn't the experience there's more to it you need to keep digging like that was the problem having said that like there's so much about that game that i adore like it's it's one of those games it's one of the few games in my lifetime that i absolutely do not care to play ever again but i'm still obsessed by like the music in that game is the music one is of the fantastic. best soundtracks i've ever mm-hmm. encountered like and even the character design and i say the character design knowing that some pe- a lot of people will look at the character and be like, "This is just weird anime weeb, like b- creepy shit." Like two B well, and the camera like, does like to drift under two B. Yeah, but there's <laughs> skirt quite yeah, a bit, and I'm like, "There's something." Yeah. 
there's something the way the way about the way to be is designed that I just find like artistically and aesthetically really really like satisfying and interesting and this is one of those peaks in you know, situations where um it sounds like I'm saying hentai is art and that's not what I'm saying here like you know <laughs> and like a no, I, yeah a you normal say. person that's the title of this episode hentai I, is I, art. I I know that someone's gonna google like to be near automata and see a girl in a dress with and and it's going to look like pure like wrong and material but honestly like that's not what i take away from it there's something <laughs> about the design that i find really satisfying and other characters who are similar to to be let's say um one that appears later on in the end like i prefer way more and she's even worse for it and i'm like but there's she says a design to her that i really really appreciate yeah, going into this game, I knew there were multiple endings. I knew the game didn't end when the credits roll. And I was kind of asking myself if how I would have felt if I didn't know that there was more. Like, would I have liked it more knowing that, oh, there's still a lot more to this story because basically I'm playing this through other perspectives? Or if it helped uh, me going into this knowing that there were multiple playthroughs and whatnot? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Don't have an answer to that question. Uh, but one one last thing I will say is that I, I agree, I like Tubi's design a lot, but as a character, not a fan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's I was another... not a fan. I really like 9S. 9, I really like 9S. I thought 9S was interesting Keep, and, and he was second, funny. The second playthrough. It, it... That, yeah, that, that's why that I'm excited. That's yeah. really coming to yeah. focus and some really... And but, like, I feel like 2B's, like, I am a robot. I do everything I'm told. And then one day out of nowhere, 2B's, like, actually, no, I have feelings now. And it's like, where the did this come from like, <laughs> keep yeah. keep playing it, it, you've it just will. done the boring dating <laughs> yeah. part of it, doki doki lit club you haven't gotten yeah, to the good part it, yet. It, that's it actually will, really yeah, good it, it will explain that stuff and it will do it really well and for me i was like oh, why didn't you just do this in a way that didn't like give me the the idea that it was done why did you like it feels like you know when um you get told uh, when you read a fan theory or something like that later on and you're told oh no, no this is actually what you need to know about it it's like me trying to explain why the metal gear story is so prescient when you play it and you're like that, none of that makes sense i think your like, guitar just there. wants you to suffer i think <laughs> no i'm like it is very intentional and i fully respect it and i okay. appreciate it and it's very much meant to be that way where it's like this is i i respect the hell out of neurotomata um i'm just like slightly salty about the way i received it um and partly that's my own fault because you know we, we exist in a world where you're like you play a game and you're like okay moving on and then you don't want to hear like actually the really good stuff you still haven't experienced 30 more hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well i uh i, I won't spend too much time because we got to move on to john luke but one last thing i do want to say is that i did manage to beat spelunky too nice. uh Nice. Which is something I said I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be able to do last episode or two episodes ago whenever, when I said I was going to play it over the break. But we did it. I beat it twice, actually. But the first time we beat it, my game crashed before the trophy popped. Oh, no. So oh. I didn't get the trophy. And I was like, well, looks like we're doing this again. And then we did it again. Uh, so check that off the list. True I did it. True gamer Jake over here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, Jean-Luc, how about yourself? Uh, I played a bunch of things over the break, but the the one that stood out for me was uh, a little game called Fogs, which was um, uh, it's a small indie game on Game Pass uh, that uh, basically like me and my girlfriend were just like 
let's play some random game that, you know, like the games we're playing are stale. Let's, let's find something new. So we're like, ah, oh, we'll go on Game Pass and we'll look up. And we found this cute little game called Fogs that stands for Physics Dogs. And it's a co-op game where you basically, you basically play like uh, two dogs that are joined together, like cat dog style, except they're both dogs. Um, okay. <laughs> dog dog. And it is a like puzzle platformer game where you each control one head of the dog. You can also play it single player where you control both on uh, like each individual stick, but I definitely think it's designed for co-op. And it's just this really casual, chill game where you're, you're solving uh, puzzles and you pick up like the collectibles, you pick up our little bones and you can use those to buy like different hats for your, for your fogs that you put on. There's a bark button. Um, and then you can like stretch to make yourselves really long it's not a complicated game. I we, we kept describing it as like a baby game. We're like, this is a game for babies, but it's like that is what made it really fun. Was that we we were just looking for like a really like low key, like no stress game to like have a good time with uh, each other and like not feel like you know we really have to like super pay attention to either the story or like really be in focus on the combat. Like it, it was. Um, it's just really this really cute little game where you're you're these two little dogs and you're running around like uh, like the each world is like um, based on like things that dogs like. So it's like this world's all food and then this world is all sleep and then this world is all like <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And this world is all playing and like, yeah, that's it. Like so um, they, they get like really fun and creative with like the level design um, where yeah, it's like, oh, you're in, like, an arcade, and you have to, like, actually, like, do little mini games uh, to, like, get a bone. Or in the sleep one, it actually gets, like, a little Metal Gear solid where you have to, like, avoid, like, uh, area lights. So, or, or, or else you'll get, like, grabbed by these, um, these like, birds that have, like, headlamps. But they'll, they'll put you back to bed because they want you to go to sleep. So it's, mm-hmm. like, stressful, but it's, like, not stressful because it's just, like, so chill and low-key. <laughs> There's, like, no stakes to it. Uh but it was a lot of fun, and I, I would like highly recommend it to anyone who has like uh, either like a partner who isn't like that into games, but maybe like wants something like very casual to play with them, uh, or if you have like kids um, and you want like a fun like game for them to try playing. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really cool, and and uh, I think it came out like in December, but um, I wouldn't have found it without Game Pass, and it's just like, hey, shout out to Game Pass for for housing like. Mm small little like indie games like this that I would have I never even heard of and would have not tried normally but because I have game pass I was like oh this is a cool little cool little indie game um and then yeah and and then then, you've also been playing a new game I've been playing a new game yeah I can talk about it uh because the embargo lifted today uh I got to check out a little bit of hitman 3 which is the first big game of the year um i was like shocked i was like oh when's this coming out and it's like the end of the month and i was like oh my gosh um so i gotta play the first two levels um uh me and me and phil hornshaw we should have video impressions up on that um and it's it's more hitman man it's uh I, like it, it admittedly it doesn't have uh I feel like I don't have much to say about it in terms of like new stuff because it, it didn't feel like they added anything all that new um, mechanically. 
it's just more like, hey, did you really like Hitman? And did you really like Hitman 2? Well, don't worry. <laughs> we got more Hitman for you. Um, I did really like the levels, though. I mean, obviously, that's like the standout. So the the first level is like very classic Hitman setup. You're in like the world's tallest skyscraper in Dubai. And there's like this lavish party being thrown there by like this prince. And uh, so it's like, you know huge like crowd and then you're you're kind of like wandering through all these um uh like there's like there's like an art deco setup over there and there's like uh you know a like armed guard palace up uh, like above the party and and so like the fun of hitman is like figuring out the levels and the layout and and something that i always love about hitman is um you have like the main party but then you have like what's really fun is when you go behind the scenes and you're like, oh, these are the corridors that like the janitors are walking through, like, or like the scaffolding and like figuring out how those levels like connect to each other so that you can like do this like ridiculous kill. Um, It's just, it's just classic good handman fun. The second level is way more interesting because it's um, a gosh dang London murder mystery it's basically uh, they they watched Knives Out and they said, "Hey, why don't we make that a Hitman level?" Uh, and it's really good because you can you can play it normally, just like a normal Hitman level. Like, so the setup is like it's just like rich people, like they have like a like a classic like you know castle, I guess castle mansion. I don't know what you just mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. call them, and um, it, it's got like that uh, like like the you know. Everything's all like rainy and like overcast and and very like gray color palettes. It's a good it's a good mood setup, um, and there is a rich family who's all there, and they were originally all there because their their mother uh, was was dead, and they're like, oh, we got to go for a funeral to her. But then she shows up and is like, actually, I'm alive, and I was faking my own death, and they're like <laughs> all pissed at her. But then her brother, who's like uh, sort of like a keeps himself secluded and like lived in the cast and lived in the mansion actually died. And then, so it's like this double, like everyone's like, what's going on? Oh. Uh, what's the setup for agent 47 being there? It's just this like, bald man with a barcode on the back of his <laughs> So, so your, your task is to kill the woman who, who was, who faked her death. That's your task. And you can go about it a couple ways, but the, the fun way is, uh, she called in a private investigator to find out her brother's <laughs> oh death. So you you knock that dude out and you take his place. And then you go to the butler and you're like, yes, I'm here to solve this murder. And then you actually have to solve the murder. You have to go around. You have to like talk to each people and like ask them questions. And you're like, okay, yeah, like that's their alibi. They seem suspicious. And then you like break into people's rooms and you look for clues. I don't know if it, I don't know if the outcome changes. I can't imagine it does. It seemed pretty like that's the obvious outcome. Um, I'd be curious if it, if it does, but uh, it, it's such a fun, unique route where it's like, you know, like Hitman kind of has this like rhythm of like, okay, I'm going to disguise as this guy. I'm going to wait for them to show up. And then, you know, the opportunity will present itself. This one where it's like, you have to like, you 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 play it very unconventionally where it's like you forget like you're supposed to be like here to kill that man. woman <laughs> you're supposed to be a hitman and instead you're just like solving this murder how do we get play, how do we get people to play the prototype of our new detective game oh just hide in a hitman level exactly. Easy. I, I i love the idea that a bunch of people who have been working on hitman are now going 
to make that James Bond game. Me too. And yes, ev- yes. everyone else is like, adults are asleep. Let's get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think like 47 is like the James Bond equivalent where he's just like, it's like that social stealth, right? That like, uh, hmm. that like no James Bond game has quite ever captured. Like all the best James Bond games are just first person shooters. So the idea hmm. of like one where it's like, you actually have to like blend in with the crowd and, and like talk to people is it's, it's really good. Um, and then the actual like Hitman, normal Hitman stuff, and that's pretty good too. I disguise myself as the, because she still wants to like run her, her, her fake funeral. And she's like, yeah, like no one can know that I actually am alive. Um, so I pretended to be like the, uh, I don't know what you call it, not the grave digger, the, the mortician, the guy who like oversees the mm. funeral. Mm. And you're like, hello, I have prepared the grave. Why don't you come observe it? And then... <laughs> so it's got that classic like hitman hitman humor um is 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 diana still there mm, yeah she's in there okay, yeah cool, um yeah. yeah i can't really talk about the the the, the bridging story stuff yeah, but that's yeah. that's okay. still in there and that's the thing i mean that i'm kind of interested in that i don't know that's always been like the least interesting part of hitman like i'm, I'm a little curious about it but uh this is supposed to be like their like conclusion to this world of assassination trilogy they have hmm. they've said that they're going to take a, a break from hitman after this not that they'll never do another one but i think they want to like branch out as a as a developer which i'm all for that i mean i you know we got hmm. three games of uh excellent hitman which by the way you can uh well, like with hitman 2 where you could take all hitman one's levels they do the same thing so when you pull this game up you're going to have access to like 20 plus hitman levels like all together on like one thing which is like and awesome. and you can play them all in vr if you've got a playstation vr too yes. which is nuts which i'm incredibly curious about they just put out a trailer for it um and i was watching it and it looks nuts it looks i'm ridiculous. so curious how that works i imagine it's got to be really janky but like i <laughs> i'm so excited you I, can I, tap I, someone on the shoulder run around them when they turn so that when they turn back, you can punch them in the face and run away. <laughs> I, I really want to see because um, when when you're playing a janitor or like a, like a bar barmaid or something in in as uh, forty seven, there's like certain spots where you can like blend in and you can um. So like you know he'll like start doing like an animation where he's like pouring drinks or something. So in VR, do I actually can I just like go up to the bar and like start pretending to like pour <laughs> drinks myself or like you know like how does that work like I want to I want to really role play uh my like my disguises in VR and like see like what the limitations of that are it sounds great well anyway we should probably move on to topics this week and we are back with news topics this week the first one, we'll probably get this over with pretty quick, but Outriders got delayed. It was originally scheduled for February, but now has slipped to April 1st. I'll be honest, when I saw that this game got delayed, I forgot what it was. <laughs> Wait, like April uh, 1st, really? Or is this a joke? Like I, no, they, they said that in their in the yeah, video. Like, like, this is not a joke. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Like, I keep it, everything that they show off, I'm like, huh, that's that looks like it more than I thought it would be. And I'm interested in that is, you know, the people can fly team. Mm -hmm. Um, so they know 
combat pretty well. Um, they know gameplay loops pretty well, and they usually take some chances. And it looks like they've created uh, like a super solid foundation for a game, and then chucked in a bunch of cool ideas mm -hmm. and also hit, ticked a few boxes when it comes to modern game design. And it looks like it could be quite interesting. I'm definitely excited to check it out. I think there is there's a demo for it coming out soon or is out. They were like, hey, here's a demo we're gonna put out, uh, but we're also delaying the game because we need a bit of time to sort some stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm curious about it, but uh, the what I've seen so far hasn't blown me away. But like to your point, uh, it seems like there's some interesting ideas. Isn't there also like a choose your dialogue sort of uh, narrative to it, like player choice driven? Oh, I, I think there's, a, there's something like like that. There's there's I can't remember if that was a specific thing. Uh, the thing that I've really zoned in on was like the builds and the way you can create interesting characters and gameplay opportunities through 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 that um it reminds me a lot of mass effect combat actually like yeah at, um which yeah. is maybe the most interesting thing to me um but yeah i don't know they are building like a narrative around it as well um so it wouldn't surprise me if there is some element of you know um player agency in conversations but for me the thing that really i'm excited to dig into is how it plays and how it feels because you know that team they make good feeling games like whether that's you know bullet storm or gears judgment um they all the other games that they've kind of mm -hmm. worked on they they make good nice feeling games sorry i'm looking up to see it, it looks like yeah they, they are trying to preface let people know that this is an rpg uh in terms of not just the loop but also like the story you can talk to npcs you can pick up different quests and whatnot so, so that has me excited um i i just think what we've seen looks a little bit bland but to be fair i haven't seen a whole lot mm -hmm. april 1st not a joke mm. anything else that we want to mention about outriders oh really all right Next one, CD Projekt Red refutes Cyberpunk 2077 rumors. So there was an, an anonymous source that uh, I guess took to GameFAQs. Uh, I originally put Reddit here, but the original posting was on GameFAQs. Disclosure, GameFAQs is a GameSpot affiliated <laughs> mm -hmm. website. It is part of our family. However, it is also basically user... Open forum. Open, yeah. it's, an, it's an open forum. Anyone can put anything on they want on there. There is moderation about oh, we're not letting racists in there or anything. Like, But you can, you can post whatever you want on there effectively. And the core GameSpot staff here does not work on that website. So... Um, you might go there and a URL might read gamespot.gamefacts on it and like <laughs> but trust us that's got nothing to do with us it's just someone went on there and put some stuff on there that just happens to be I, I, I an open people, place. I would hope people would know that at yeah, this point. Just in case, yeah just in case <laughs> and that's exactly what happened here because it sounds like someone just made a user account showed up on gamefacts and was like hey here's this whole list of things that CD Projekt Red plans to do and things they wanted to do with this game. Some are wild. I don't know if you read through that, but some are like you can do drugs with kids and like what? Be... Yeah, some of it was. <laughs> but so do they weird. mean do they mean actual kids or do they mean like adult head, uh, yeah. small body kids? Because it seems like those adult head, small body kids have done the they, drugs they could, already. They could probably handle some drugs. <laughs> uh, but but I think the big thing was that. Like, they were saying they were going to add cut content back in and all this stuff. And in the cyberpunk, the official cyberpunk Twitter account retweeted it because it made it to Reddit or basically 
pulled the link made it because it made it to reddit and was like hey this is not true like i don't know they're just gonna nip this in the butt right now Hmm. Uh, that's so curious because it was not like one piece of information like they were it had like a bullet point of like all this wild information and i was like maybe some of this is true i don't know i mean you know i'll I'll take their word for it if they say it's all false but it was like a lot of just throwing random like the guy was like oh keanu reeves also was kind of whatever in our original version of johnny was like insane and and based on like Sicilian Murphy or something like it was yeah killing Murphy the they were saying all sorts of um, wild there yeah stuff. there's some wild stuff <laughs> also I want to point out Jake this is not to shame you this is just because I find it amusing you said nip this in the butt and uh, I find that very <laughs> it's nip it in the bud I'm sure you know but I love the idea no I don't love it but it sounds like you're saying like nibble someone's ass <laughs> oh okay I've been saying Nip it in the butt for a long time. <laughs> no, do not nip anyone in the butt without consent, please. <laughs> I have also... GameSpot does not endorse nipping anyone in the butts. Jake, I've also said nip it in the butt for a very long time. I'm so not the only one. You're not one. the only one. <laughs> but yeah, this 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 whole uh, this whole thing is like there's there is some wild stuff in there, and the thing that makes it tricky is some of it is kind of plausible. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that that is clearly an issue, and like stuff like you know the the police pathfinding, and you're like, oh, that makes sense, yeah. or stuff like around mm-hmm. that, you're like, oh, that is weird. But then there's some absolutely wackety schmackety stuff in there that you're like, what are you on about? <laughs> there is certain like hearing like, oh, they might return some cut content, like. I could see like the the breadth of of what was cut and what they could add is. In Let me question. ride the trains. But there are some things like I did watch a video the other day of somebody who like found out like there is like a mansion apartment you can get for V um, that is actually like still in the game but it's not accessible. Mm. But um, you can like using um, like certain like exploits and like the jumping mechanics mm. and stuff you can like get up to it and like explore it and it's like this fully furnished like apartment and it. It seems like it was meant to be like an apartment V would get at some point. So like stuff like that, I could see them eventually like putting back in the game. Yeah, I wonder if that'll come in the form of like small DLC down the line. Because one thing that The Witcher 3 did was uh, they like had like 16 weeks or 12 weeks or something of just free DLC. It was like really small stuff. And I could see that sounds like the perfect one. Like extra house for V or whatever. Move in with your romantic love interest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the other thing that I found found really cool was like they, they didn't they mention like there was supposed to be like an a sewer system as well or like a yeah and even and like, like a whole community of underneath, people which underneath. made me think of Futurama yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it made me think of obviously Demolition Man um, <laughs> and people that, down yeah. there eating rat burgers um, but like I I was like oh yeah that sounds very plausible um, and I would love to see that come to fruition I I have pieced out of that game for now like I. I played maybe two or three hours um, and like I, I was excited. I'm still I'm excited to play it and I got a new graphics card. I'm going to put that in and see where I'm at with it then. Um, but I'm more excited for what that game will be in a few months time. Like I hope mm. it gets better and it sucks that it has to be this way and it sucks that a lot of people have gone through some shit and committed to the game in, in, its, in, in the current state. But as someone who's like not played it yet, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think that's like I, I've played through the game. I've I'm more than halfway through a second playthrough. Uh, I kind of fell off over break because it was like, well, there's all these other games I want to play, uh, and I've seen Cyberpunk at least most of it at this point. 
Uh, but but I'm genuinely excited to see what they do, what DLC they add. Uh, one thing Matt Paget found out was that if you try to leave the map, you get a message saying you can't go here, like dot 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 yet. So like he was kind of theorizing about how oh. it could continue and stuff like that. But but I wonder uh, if that's a holdover though, because I got that same message in the first act when you just try and leave Watson. And oh, it, and really? It says like, hey, you can't go here yet because you're just limited to that one oh, district. Oh, interesting. Yeah, maybe it is just a bug that they didn't. Or like, it's the change. same mm-hmm. message, but they didn't change it. I don't know. Could be either way. Interesting. Yeah, that that could be it. I mean, either way, with the way that game story is set up, I'm curious how they could even ha- make DLC logical seem logical. Like, I don't. As is, I felt like I was doing way too much for a character who is, you know, slowly losing their consciousness to Keanu Reeves. Uh. That, that's a whole nother discussion yeah. though but anyway i think the lesson here is don't believe everything you read online <laughs> the end of the end of that game uh picks up exactly where metal gear solid 5 starts with v has come to and they stitch together and it becomes one <laughs> new that would be great experience. <laughs> then you just play metal gear solid 5 as keanu reeves I one more thing I will say about this is like custom V, but at the end it reveals you're going to be on it the whole time. Oh, it all fits. <laughs> uh, one thing I will say though is that I know how easy it can be to get excited about this stuff. Like when people post, like here's what is actually supposed to happen. Here's what we can, like basically come up with these theories on what could happen, what might happen. Reaper like, indoctrination exactly. is an insidious oh, means of corrupting organic minds. But like even recently, I don't know if you guys saw, but there was all those rumors that Rockstar is going to release like as Red Dead Outlaws edition or whatever. That was like, oh, the remake, the long rumored remake of Red Dead Redemption plus Red Dead Redemption 2 on next gen. And like all the evidence was like was just so flimsy. But still I couldn't help but get excited. You know? Yeah. I, I yeah. get it. Just like, I've, it's like it's like that piece of paper that everyone tweeted a picture of that had a Nintendo logo at the top, and then all your wildest dreams yeah, come true. And everyone was like, "But what if?" It's like I know this isn't true, but but what if it was? <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's scoot on over to listener questions. All right, and we are back with listener questions. We've got two questions we're going to go over this week. If you've got any questions for us, you can email us at afterdarkpodcasts at gamespot.com or you can join our Discord server by DMing myself, Tamor, Jean-Luc, or uh, maybe Jordan. I don't know. Do, do you want to <laughs> let people into the Discord server? <laughs> sure. I, I, I don't think I'm even in the Discord server. Wow, 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 wow. Uh-oh. <laughs> Right. But I should we'll, be in the we'll Discord you, server. We'll, we'll talk after this. Focus on getting you in first. <laughs> uh, you can ask us questions there as well. Uh, but first question is from Mr. Blue MD. I will say I cut a sentence out of here just because it was pretty long. Uh, it is still a long question, but I think it's a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Tamor, do you want to read this one? Mm-hmm. So this is from Mr. Blue MD, who says, "I'm curious. How important do you find rumble slash vibrations to be in games?" I asked because I recently picked up the 8-bit do Bluetooth Xbox controller to use xCloud and Remote Play and used it and noticed it doesn't support Rumble, meaning I have to 
I have been a bit more selective as to which games I play on mobile versus which I play directly on the console. Meanwhile, one of the main topics of conversations surrounding the launch of the new consoles has been the impressive rumble features of the DualSense and how it elevates one's experience. Do you find rumble to be an important feature, a feature you only notice when it isn't there, like when your controller battery starts to die, or are you averse to haptic feedback in games? It's a good question. Um, for me, like I, <clears throat> I definitely don't, it's one of those things where if it's done right, you don't notice it. If it's done well, you will notice it. And and if it's done poorly, you will notice it. Like the, mm. the, the, the games that I find most, most games I play and the rumble works and I don't really think about it. Um, the dual sense, uh, is different enough that I thought about it for a while, but I think I've reached a point where I don't really think about it again. And, and I think it was the same with the, the switch, the joy cons, um, and when, when it for games first came out and it was like, oh, look how cool this is. Now I reach a point where like, I don't really think about it at all. Um, there's certain games where I think the thing the, the DualSense does that is more arresting and is more noticeable and is more demanding of your attention is the adaptive triggers. That's the kind of thing that really, when it happens, you notice the triggers and then you notice the knock-on effect because then it uses rumble to enhance the feeling of, you know, it's not just when you pull pull on a trigger of a gun, it like locks before you expect it to stop. It's that there also comes like a vibrational feedback alongside it. So when it's like in the dual sense working in tandem with the adaptive triggers, I think that's really cool and it really sticks out and it really works well. However, when it's the the like I'm on the Xbox and I'm using the Elite controller, the Elite Two, I believe I have, um, and it's just doing rumble well. I don't really think about it at all. Like I, whether that's Forza and you know the differences in terrain, it just kind of washes over me and it just becomes a part of the experience. So I think right now the Dual Sense is the one that I fixate most on, and I notice that it's doing it well or it's not doing it super well but that's just because it's the adaptive triggers that are making me do that. In all other cases, I can take it or leave it. I'm glad it's there. I definitely notice when it's not there, but as long as it's rumbling, I'm not too fussed about it. Yeah, you brought up Switch, and I bought a Switch Lite a couple years ago, and that doesn't even have rumble. And I'll be honest, I haven't thought about it since. Like Occasionally, I'll play like Super Smash Bros. on a TV with a controller, and I'll be like, oh, there's, there's the rumble. But I... I could take it or leave it. I think the PS5 is the first mm. time where I've played a game where I've been like, yeah, I really like the rumble and it would be weird to play Demon's Souls without that rumble. Yeah, exactly. Like y'all said, I, I've never really noticed the rumble in playing most games. It's kind of to the question, like I think I only notice it when it's suddenly not there because my controller's running low on a charge and so it's like, oh, we're going to, cut back on some of the supported features so that we can reserve a charge a little bit longer. Like I play a lot of Apex and Rocket League. So in the middle of a match when like the controller suddenly isn't rumbling anymore, when like I score a kill or I'm being shot at, like I do notice it in those instances, but it's not like when it's actually rumbling, I'm like, oh, thank God it, the controller's still rumbling to let me know what's uh, going on, what's occurred weird i i guess yeah i only really notice it when it's not there for me anymore yeah yeah john luke yeah I, I i i do like rumble like i I like just the the like just getting that feedback on the controller feels really good um i was i've been playing 
uh, Overcooked All You Can Eat Edition, which is like the next gen version of Overcooked. Um, that like includes Overcooked One and Two and all the DLCs, and they have some really good rumble with um, the dual sense where like um, the uh, like when you when you start like chopping food, it'll like rumble to the chop or um like the cooking it'll kind of sizzle and it'll, like the controller kind of like rumbles with that stuff and i feel like that kind of it, i wouldn't say it's like oh it, it dramatically improves my like ability to play but it like i think it just like enhances that experience enough where it feels like it's adding a little more like tactile feedback to what you're doing and it, fe it feels like it helps um even if it isn't probably actually helping all that much so i like I like when games do like more unique stuff like that. Um, I mean, yeah, like you guys all said, DualSense, I definitely noticed it. I mean, like playing Call of Duty, Black Ops, like the the rumble is like rather just than a generic rumble. When you reload, the rumble is very specific to that reload animation for that unique gun, and like you really notice it. And I think that that stuff's so cool. I I, I love games that like feel the need to like go the extra mile uh with that stuff but mm. you know yeah it's like i'm with you guys right like the end of the day like if rumble was like magically like removed from my controller it wouldn't it wouldn't be like the worst thing ever like it, it is just sort of like an enhancement to the experience i guess i, th yeah. I think I, I was gonna say like i think we would definitely moan about it because oh, sure. never forget the sixth sense uh, six axis uh controller <laughs> how weird that felt for so long did, did you yeah. buy the 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 rumble version just to play metal gear solid 4 i bought the the, uh, the dual shock version as soon as it was available <laughs> yeah. so i was like it just feels if it, it feels weird not to have it um it just and like the controller the original ps3 controller just felt flimsy and bad yeah um, yeah, yeah they're, they're just honestly like the motors just add a weight to the controller that's kind of missing mm. uh mm. without it Next question here is from Forrest L. What's a game you don't like that you enjoy talking or writing about? I really dislike Final Fantasy 15, but it's still so interesting failure for me. I keep thinking, or it's still an interesting failure for me, so I keep thinking about it. Interesting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe any of these games as failures, and I also kind of wouldn't describe the one I'm yeah, going to mention as like, I don't like it. It's just that I don't play it like intensely, and that's Fortnite. Um, for me, like I, <laughs> I do not, I do not play Fortnite every day. I, I dip in and out of it very infrequently, and largely it's because I do have an interest in covering it and understand. I like I play. I covered Fortnite intensely for maybe two and a half to three years, and if you had checked my in-game clock, it was two hours, um, <laughs> and less than two hours even, maybe an hour, um, and it was like that was because everything I did was usually in menus and and like and that kind of stuff but i think that game is fascinating it gets it's the biggest game in the world and it gets a, the uh requisite amount of shit and hate from people but it's also a game as very few games reach this level of popularity and still aim as high as it does and is changing itself as drastically as it does and is exploring new ideas as frequently as it does um it is a multi-million dollar you know earning game but epic are i feel like doing right by it i mean it is basically a giant billboard at this point where anyone can advertise that the thing that they want 
but that's kind of part of the experience and epic does the best with it it's not like they just stuff marvel characters everywhere and make you buy them they create an entire season-long world around it you know and when they put a star wars thing in there they make sure that the mandalorian costume looks good and you've got some <laughs> nice animations and when kratos hops in they make sure you can do the dance so that character is fully compromised in that game and is <laughs> <laughs> not at all like how he should be <laughs> Uh, I guess to jump off that, I was actually going to mention just Epic Games in general because uh, I covered a good amount of, what was it called before? Paragon. Mm. Uh, I made a video on that and I thought that whole story was super interesting, but no, could I could could not play that. It's a MOBA. <laughs> I can't do MOBAs or it's 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 a MOBA-like. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I thought that story was interesting and that's kind of how I feel with most of Epic Games games too in general like i don't think i've gotten into one since like gears probably uh and i just like have so little interest in fortnite but i'm always curious to see like what smaller indie game it decides to rip off uh and put it in its own system like their whole among us mode they added <laughs> it was probably probably mean to say it ripped off but you know what i mean like i'm curious they, yeah. i'm always curious to see what they're doing what inspiration they're pulling from mm. what's being included even though like you tomorrow i probably have like i don't even think i've got two hours in that game i played a little bit because uh nick margarita who used to be on our team was like we have to play Fortnite," and i played a little bit and i was like no i'm back to <laughs> PUBG. sorry <laughs> it is like it's this sponge of gaming right now where anything anyone is it's such a fascinating thing and this is, this is what makes it cool to talk about and look at like it's built in a way where they can graft on almost any mechanic so any game mm -hmm. that has an idea they'll figure out how to put it in there and and enhance their experience with it and that's not to say like they're they're the only you know they're only taking they are also giving back to totally. to the broader like they they introduced a bunch of things that um, other studios have and, and experiences have tried to learn from um, and use, you know, Apex grabbed a few things from them as well as they, they took, it, took it from Apex and very, vice versa, et cetera, et cetera. But it is this kind of, it's one of the, it, it is wild how nimble that game is and how nimble that team is. It helps that it's literally the, it's got one trillion people working around the clock always and they've got enough people they're so invested in it that they pretty much just bought a mall to create a new space for them to make games and i'm sure it's going to be a Fortnite factory in there what a power um, play to just like buy like a mall at like your local hometown and just turn that into a headquarters like could you uh, imagine having that much money just being like, oh yeah, let's just buy an old abandoned mall and turn. And then you get to be like, yeah, my office used to be the hot topic. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I would like keep the the signage. Yeah, those too. would be meeting rooms. <laughs> yeah, you could name the meeting rooms after the the, uh, the, stores. the stores that they were. We got a four o'clock in hot topic. Yeah. Oh, they if they don't. And do you that, take a shit in the subway. That'd be so disappointing. I feel like they'd probably leave the bathrooms the same. They wouldn't bring Subway into the bathroom. And, and I guess if you think Subway is a bathroom, though, then, you know, already is one. Mm -hmm. Jean-Luc, <laughs> uh, Jordan, any games that come to mind that uh, I, fit I, the criteria here? It's not so much that I hate it or think that it's bad, but EVE Online, every time oh, I try to play it, one. it's like... I'm like, man, this is just not for me. It is so boring 
to me, to me, basically. But I love reading about it. I love talking to people about it. Whenever a story comes up where it's like, oh, yeah, there's been like this month long war going on between these two factions that have spent upwards of like billions like of dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, this is fascinating. Like, and these are people's lives. Like, they had an alarm set up to go off at like 3 a.m. because they were going to invade like another part of space or something like that. And they built their entire lives around this virtual space world. And so I love reading about it. I love talking to people about it. But every time I try to play that game, I'm like, how (laughs) how does anyone get into this? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good example. There's some... I feel like it'll be like a normal day for most people. And then like, you'll see an article and like someone lost their like $2 million ship in Eve the other day. And now there's like a whole search part and it's like, Oh my God, this is a game. Uh, yeah. I used to listen to a podcast that like would talk about Eve. And I remember one time they were just talking about this story of like somebody who had like infiltrated like another group for like months, like sleeper cell like sleeper cell style yeah, like yeah. got themselves all the way up to like the top ranking like official like you're one of our most important assets like we trust you and then they like got the signal and then they just like hit the button and it all burned down and i was good like lord oh, this is oh so good God, that's so cool to read about and then you try to play it and you're like where's that <laughs> yeah. excitement where's the drama I think there's like a, a couple of books yeah, there are a bunch of books. It's like um, the history, like the, uh, that's that's the best way to experience Eve. It's just like to read about its like deep lore. Take a class on Eve. <laughs> yeah, Eve's a good one for me. Um, <laughs> the one that came to mind for me that's like uh, maybe more just sad. I was gonna say it's like recent bioware games oh, <laughs> oh where it's yeah. like i don't i was thinking about I, was like, I, I haven't liked a recent bioware game in a while but i like i still i still like reading them and, and i like i want to know and like i want that studio to be like i'm so invested in that studio personally that i'm just like come on bioware like i want i, I you know i want you to be good um that's maybe a little sad. Uh, <laughs> another one, maybe that's a better example, is is uh, Pathologic, is a game that I, uh, oh, yeah, have tried to play a couple times, um, and it's it's really hard to get into. I mean, even the most diehard fans of Pathologic will be like, yeah, that game's plays like trash, but <laughs> it it um it's so it's such a fascinating game that like I will like happily watch like a four hour like deep dive exploration like an h-bomber guy exactly like an h-bomber guy video where he's just like deep diving into like the specifics of it um i haven't played pathologic 2 which people say is fantastic and fixes a lot of the the mechanical issues with pathologic so uh i do i do intend to 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 try that um to keep Mm. my my indie gamer cred intact i guess um but yeah that that's one that like i don't know if i'll ever I want to, but I don't know if I'll ever be able to like finish Pathologic, uh, the original one at least. But yeah, I, love I feel like here in that game, a game similar to that is kind of Dwarf Fortress. That's a game that interests me quite a bit. Like I think No Clip, Daniel Dwyer talked to one of the creators, and they mm. were like, "Oh yeah, we found out that cats were dying of alcohol poisoning because of some weird thing they had. and like it was what? just this whole chain reaction that that was like." 
it was all because they like changed the type of mugs or something that the dwarves were using and it just spiraled into that which is super fascinating but like i've looked at like footage of dwarf fortress and i'm like yeah no i don't think i could play this game (laughs) yeah anyway that's been episode 75 of GameSpot after dark thank you all so much for listening and welcome to 2021 i hope this year is better than last year although it's not off to a great start at least for those in the united states but that being said like we said at the at the beginning of this stay safe uh help those who need it uh lift each other up try to stay positive uh and you know play some games play some games yeah Yeah, it's Uh a good way to get your mind off all the all the craziness Mm -hmm. uh but with that said tomorrow where can people find you on twitter and what are you working on uh, you Nothing, can find you're me. Off, yeah, right? I'm technically off for a little bit. Um, you can find me on Twitter at TomorrowH. Um, not using Twitter that much right now because I am away and disconnected for a bit. Um, but I'll be back very soon um, to post nonsense and bullshit there. Jean-Luc, how about you? Uh, you can find me over at Jean-Luc Seibke. Uh I mentioned earlier, um, me and Phil um did or actually we're about to record uh a little chat about hitman 3 so if you want to hear a little more in depth about uh that game you can go check that out and jordan uh you can find me at jm ramay uh i apologize in advance we're getting close to that end of the three month period where apex legends is about to have a new season which means most of my Twitter feed is just me retweeting fan art from Apex Legends just repeatedly all day, every day. So I'll have like nothing interesting on there at all for at <laughs> least the next three weeks. But I'll go back to normal, stupid stuff and my opinions after that. <laughs> uh, and you can find me at Jacob Deck. And you should check out a video Rob and I did where we tested out that new Cyberpunk third person mod. It's already up. Uh, Spoiler alert, don't play that game in third person. At least not yet. (laughs) Maybe the mod will get better eventually, but right now it's janky. But it's funny. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to play. You can watch us suffer with it. Uh, But yeah, that's about it. We will uh, see you all next week. Bye. Bye.